Good morning and welcome to Car Thoughts with David. I'm your host as always, David Coward, and today we've got a very special interview, and this is actually the second interview actually from the car uh, with Miss <laughs> Stephanie Hall here. Uh, she works at Virtus Career Consulting, and she's a career consultant. Uh, oddly enough, you know, kind of how that works, but Stephanie, if you'd like to introduce yourself, and then we'll get started. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited. Um, so yeah, you hit the nail right on the head. I work with Virtus Career Consulting and I am a career coach. Um, so what I actually do is I utilize the UMAP uh, career discovery process, which basically uh, works to uncover each individual's four unique pillars of career satisfaction. Um, because while pursuing your passion is uh, you know, great in theory, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, because your day-to-day -day life is very, uh, it can vary depending on what you're doing. So even if you're passionate about something, there's a lot more complexities involved than just enjoying what you do. It's how are you wired? What are you naturally good at? Do you fit into this role? Um, so I actually, funny enough, I went through the process that I now coach others through before I became certified <laughs> in it. <laughs> um, and it was such an empowering process to learn what value I naturally had to offer. Um, so having the opportunity to get people to see what unique value they bring is, uh, it's incredible to me. It's really a, a beautiful thing. Very cool, very cool. And I mean, you know, obviously I would think that, uh, you know, people if they're happier at the jobs or they know what actually their triggers are that help them excel at their jobs, mm -hmm. they're obviously gonna be happier than just like oh yeah I love the company I work for more mm -hmm. of a I love what I do and the company I work for absolutely absolutely well the it's been said that the number one predictor of career satisfaction is self-awareness so if you understand yourself and how you're wired and the value you have to bring you can leverage that and then target opportunities that allow you to enjoy what you're doing because it just comes naturally to you <laughs> very cool yeah and so um just so you guys know, uh, basically Stephanie and I, we actually met for, through LinkedIn Local, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, I've also recently had Kristen on the show a couple weeks mm -hmm. ago, and um, you know, so how how did um, you know like getting on LinkedIn Local? How did that change for you as far as what you do, or is there anything different that you do differently now than you did before you were doing what you're doing? I think I got that right. Did you follow it? <laughs> Wait, say that one more time. <laughs> so. Um, so how did you, or how do you use uh, LinkedIn, like, or how did that change with, with uh, what you're doing now? So LinkedIn has been um, a super incredible platform for me personally. Of course, I've been on the other platforms, the Facebook, Instagram, um, but the content is so different. Um, you know, I remember the first time I heard about LinkedIn, and I'm going, what's that? And someone told me, well, it's a social media platform, except people don't post pictures of their food. <laughs> So, um, you know, of course I was interested and I've, I've heard a lot of great things about it. Um, but I think it's really incredible to go on this platform where people are so um, transparent about uh, where they are in their professional um, careers and then also so willing to talk to other people, um, to share their, their knowledge, the things that they've learned, um, and to help everybody else. They're super supportive and I've thoroughly enjoyed the connections that I got to make on LinkedIn. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that, that was, you know, kind of my journey too was like, Oh, you know, how, 
I see I'm doing it too. No one's going to know what we're talking about, but I'm, <laughs> I'm talking with my hands too. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I found it. I discovered it and I was like watching people post. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this is just really cool. You know, what people are doing, how transparent they're being mm -hmm. and they're sharing and like I'm posting something and somebody's like, oh, that's really neat. Or, mm -hmm. you know, hey, have you ever thought about doing this? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I haven't thought about doing anything. I'm right. Just, you know, just kind of there. And, um, you know, so that's kind of how I've had kind of my uh, self-discovery. And, of course, I, I still need to sit down now that I'm off this week. And sit down and finish my UMAP as well. <laughs> Highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's it was it's been a lot of fun, and um, you know, it's allowed me to start writing and doing other things, and and uh, trying to help the community and give back. Absolutely. I mean, having the input of so many brilliant minds on that platform is so incredible because there are a lot of things that I wouldn't have thought of otherwise and getting to, to see the thoughts that people are sharing and the input that they have on the things that I post even or the other people post. Right. Um, hearing everybody's unique perspectives. It's just, I mean, I love it. I, get, <laughs> I, I got addicted for sure. <laughs> but yeah. And I mean, and, and something we were talking about a little bit earlier was about how, when you look at people and you, you, you know that you see the cover mm -hmm. and then you have this whole story that, that you don't know about and mm -hmm. discovering that story. And I think that's one of the really cool things about getting to know people. And then of course, with what LinkedIn, you know, what people are doing with LinkedIn is, you know, kind of people are going out there and actually sharing their story. Mm -hmm. And, and um, yeah, it's really cool because, you know, like I said, I was a people watcher. So mm -hmm. I always was like, mm, I wonder who that person <laughs> is and, you know, what, what type of person they are and what their story is, you know, and you just get lost in that you know, trying to figure it out. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's no, that's a lot of fun. And we do, we connect with people on such a deeper level when we have, um, an understanding and an awareness of what they've been through in their life. Um, so when people share their stories, it touches you in a different way and you connect with them in a different way. So I have such a deep appreciation for anybody who's willing to share the things that they've been through and possibly encourage and inspire other people who might be going through something similar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that's the thing. We're all, you know, at the end of the day, you know, no matter how different we all are, mm -hmm. we all experience life from the same perspective, from our own mind. And mm -hmm. we, we see things and we hear things and we're influenced by things. And then we, we go out there and we form our own opinions or ideas about them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're all just trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I believe the day, the day that we actually figure out life is the last day we're on this earth. Like, I, I, I truly believe that, that, like, you know, it's like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's it, you know, so. I gotta be honest with you. I kind of hope it's not that way. I want to <laughs> be able to, to live a little bit longer, at least, once I figure out what, uh, what this is really all about. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just something I was thinking of, because I was like, you know, we, we sit here and we all think we strive for perfection and, and we're, we're forced to believe that perfection mm -hmm. exists and it does i mean i believe we're all all perfect in our own unique way mm -hmm. but at the same time it's kind of like you know we're all at some point we just stop trying to figure things out and we're just like oh i've got i've got to nail this on the first try oh my gosh that's the perfect segue i've got to say so i read <laughs> i read your book excuse me i don't think i have a box um and first of all i loved it uh super raw telling your story and I, I was just so inspired by it but I had to underline this part in the book that really resonated with me and it says this 
it is it has been trial and error since the day we were born but at some point people expect perfection immediately and we stop trying things and I really think you hit the nail on the head with that one because we are we're so we tend to be so stuck in this fear of what if I fail and realistically that's going to happen um we're not all good at everything and we're not all going to achieve perfection on the first go but then it's so much more rewarding when you put in the time and the effort and the hard work and master something yes but we're so scared of okay if I try this and I fail and everybody's gonna see it that's you know part of the dark side of social media that everybody's seeing what you're doing especially if you're posting everything that you're doing right um and it's it's unfortunate that that fear stops people from exploring the things that they're meant to explore very true. Yeah, and I didn't actually intend to go that direction. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't leading you to that, which is kind of weird. Uh, but at the same time, thank you for actually reading the title of my book correctly, too, because my dad was like, there should be a period there. It's not a question. And I'm like, no, it's not, excuse me, I don't think I have a box. It's, excuse me, I don't think I have a box. So, right. so yeah, my dad was, he's very much a grammar. Like the first, like first five <laughs> minutes he started reading the book. He's like, well, you missed a comma right there. I'm like, dad, come on, give me a break. <laughs> well, I, I can relate on that level. However, um, I did, I did read it that way. It's more of a exploring this thought of, okay, so we're kind of brought up to believe that we belong in some sort of box and we have to live our life a certain way according to other people's expectations but ultimately that's where people end up unfulfilled because they're trying to put themselves in a box that they don't necessarily belong in um and that's so that's yeah that's how I read it anyways so I'm glad that that that's that was the intention (laughs) with the title yeah yeah and, um, you know, and that's so true, too, because in, and especially with careers in college, you know, you've got these kids that are like, oh, my grandfather was a doctor, mm-hmm. my dad was a doctor, or, you know, and I'm supposed to be a doctor, you know, or a policeman or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. And then I, for some reason, I'm getting like this flashback of like Monty Python and the search for the Holy Grail when the <laughs> father was like telling the son like, oh, no, we built this castle on a bog and it sank. And, and he's like, yes, but I don't want to be a lord. I want to sing. <laughs> and right. he go, he starts to try and break in the song. And the father's like, no, 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 none of that. You're going to be a lord and you're going to like it. And, uh, you yeah. know, it's true. We have these mental preconceptions that we have to fit into a mold that society's pre-created. And when we graduate high school go to college Mm -hmm. they hand us this box it's like congratulations you are a Mm -hmm. medical transcriptionist here you go right (laughs) or I don't even know if that's a thing but you know some some career you know you're a lawyer here's Mm -hmm. your box and Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where I was coming from because I've tried so many different vocations Mm -hmm. nothing ever really felt right Mm -hmm. and so I was kind of like where do I belong and right. I'm sitting there and everyone else is sitting in a box and I'm like, they they don't have one for me. <laughs> so, so yeah. And, um, and that's a hard place to be, especially when you, when you, we start to look around, right. Cause that's, I know that I've, I've been guilty of that when mm-hmm. I'm in a certain place that maybe, you know, before I figured out my career path that I would look around and it seemed like everybody had it figured out and they were comfortable in their spaces and in their boxes and with their path. And I'm thinking, why don't I have that? Why does <laughs> what everybody, what wrong? is everybody doing that I'm, that I, I missed it. There's the class that everybody took and I missed that class, of course. 
Um, and I just didn't know where I fit. And that's a really tough feeling, especially when you don't know where to start. Where do I begin? Who do I reach out to? How do I change it? Yeah, there's no book for that. There's no like, oh. Well, now there is because of UMAP. Well, yeah, because of UMAP. Yeah, absolutely. Um, of course, you know, when I was coming out of out of high school going in, well, when I was going into college, mm-hmm. yeah, that book wasn't around. Right, know. right. You know, there wasn't even, at my school, I was taking computer programming and there wasn't even any professors that were actually, had a degree in computer programming. Mm. So it was, I was taking lessons about programming from people that have never actually done it. Wow. So that was very interesting time. Well, 50% of recent graduates regret their choice of major because, I mean, more often than not, what are they doing? They're either choosing a major based on external pressures, maybe their parents. Right. Um, or they go based, based on the course load. So are the classes easy? That one looks good. Let's let's pick that. Let's, let's knock that one out for the next four years. But then they graduate and, well, this isn't what I want to do. Yeah. Whoops. Now what? Or they get baited into the trap of, well, that's where all the jobs are. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you know, when, because when I was coming up, IT was very much the thing. If you right. wanted to be rich and drive a, you know, a Mercedes and, and all of this stuff, <laughs> you know, back when Mercedes were extremely expensive, um, you know, you went into either nursing or IT, mm-hmm. you know, medical field or IT. And, um, you know, it was, you know, now, you know, it's, it's, hard to get a job in IT and they don't really pay that well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most, most, uh, IT jobs are pay slightly above the poverty level, you know, unless you're really specialized mm-hmm. and, you know, so it's definitely a very different la- landscape than it was 20 right. years ago. Mm-hmm. So you've got to kind of change and be adaptable. And that's where something like UMAP comes in handy because, you can find what motivates you, what you're good at, mm-hmm. you know, what, what really fulfills you. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, okay, well, these careers cover mm-hmm. those bases, the, right. the check off those boxes. And so <laughs> I can kind of keep my options open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's, well, that's a great point because that is a really important step that we take at the end of the process when we start coming up with career options is, okay, what does the salary look like? What kinds of opportunities are there in that field? Because... Sure, that might be a great career, something that you would find fulfilling, but if there are no opportunities and the pay isn't going to sustain you, then yikes, that's not an option. We'd look somewhere else. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, I actually had a, a an example of that, too. Uh, before I got my job working for Verizon, mm-hmm. um, which was really my first really big IT job, mm-hmm. um, I was offered a job with Homeland Security. And this was mm-hmm. like right after, right after 9-11, you know, so they were hiring like crazy. And, you know, it was kind of one of those things where it was, okay, this will be a great career. It's a government job. And they, mm-hmm. they told me what the pay would be. And I told the guy, you know, I was going to be a supervisor because I passed all the tests that they had me do. It was like two days of, like, viewing x-rays and and uh, taking examinations and stuff like this. And I passed, and they told me the pay. And I was like, okay, well, I won't be able to afford to eat or drive <laughs> one or the other. I'll either have to walk to work or I'll have to stop eating uh, for this level of pay. So it sounds really cool. It sounds like a really great job. It's mm-hmm. a government job. You know, so I'll be there for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But I like I eating. I like eating. Yeah, it's kind of fun. <laughs> you know? And it's an enjoyable pastime. People tend to do it a lot. It's kind of the in thing. So, yeah. I'm all team food. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, absolutely. It's... uh 
there's a lot to consider when it comes to to choosing a path and so that's where it's helpful to have someone that kind of more serves as your compass your career compass yes yeah because i mean that's there's so much out there and mm-hmm. then there's so much noise people telling you what you should do or mm-hmm. you have like your high school guidance counselor mm-hmm. who, like you take a little test and they're like oh you should be a garbage collector or whatever <laughs> right I don't, you know and and so you have all these things these this input that's coming from you coming to you from external sources and it's like sometimes you're just like i wish it would all stop mm-hmm. i don't know what i want to do yet i mean i'm 30 i'll be 38 next at the end of this week and you know i just recently last year found out what i wanted to do which was to write books mm-hmm. so you know it is sometimes it takes a little while to find that path oh absolutely and it's and that's that's part of the beauty of it though is that it's never too late and of course i work with you know as young as 16 year olds um because of course the more proactively and early intervention and that kind of thing and choosing a you know helping educate people and choosing a career path the better but to your point that it is never too late to start over and to get on the path that is meant for you and so I kind of love that that especially actually um, I have this special appreciation and respect for people who have been on a certain path and have the courage to stand up and say you know what this isn't it and I'm going to figure out what it is that I'm meant to do and I'm not going to stop until I figure that out and I'm going to live my life the way I'm meant to live it. Because it's scary. It's scary jumping out into the unknown and taking that risk. Kind of like what we talked about, expecting perfection. And especially when you've grown so accustomed to living in your comfort zone of, okay, well, I'm, you know, I've been doing this for X years and I know what I'm doing and it's comfortable and it's easy. And I'm just coasting. Right. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people just look at it as, well, you know, I've got... 20 30 years till mm-hmm. my retirement so i'm just gonna keep doing what i'm doing and then i can have all the fun that i want you know afterwards right yeah you know, well that's the, kind of the mindset the whole living for the weekend thing that doesn't that doesn't jive with me you know right. I, I i think that we deserve to wake up each day and say okay time to get to work let's see what kind of projects i'm gonna work on today and to have that enthusiasm mm-hmm. and excitement for what you're doing instead of just all right, well, this is what I'm doing. So is it five o'clock yet? Is it time to clock out yet? <laughs> what, you know, spending time scrolling through social media instead of doing what you should be doing. Right. It's just getting excited because it's payday. Yeah. Not, not because you're <laughs> not because you're getting money, but because payday's on Friday, which right. means you got the next day off. Right. And, you know, yeah. There's just so many different things and people are so unhappy and it's like, I shouldn't have to wait. And I think this is something that everybody should have say to themselves is I shouldn't have to wait until I'm 65 years old and too old to do anything to actually enjoy my life mm-hmm. yeah no I I completely agree with that um I'm super I'm I'm such an advocate for I know this is probably gonna sound silly but like living your best life you know it's, <laughs> you don't you don't have to be retired to live your best life there are options out there but we've kind of, I think that kind of as a society, it's become acceptable that we just go to work as a means to um, support ourselves financially. That it's not really meant to be something that's fulfilling to us outside of having a paycheck. I don't believe that that should be the case. I think that if you're happy with where you are and you don't really want excitement in your life, then, you know, hey, that's great. Everybody's different and that's the beauty of it. Like you have that option. But who I like, who I'm really talking about are the people who are just sitting on these incredible gifts 
that they're not sharing with the world because they think that they should just be living life a certain way of, okay, got to go to work, click my paycheck, and when I retire, these are my plans. Kind of like what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that so breaks my heart. People that are in the box. Yeah, people that are in in the wrong box. Right. They're in the wrong box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, that was me. I, I just really was like, I could be doing something else. And people have told me I should write a book. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so I was like, you know what? I've got all these mental preconceptions mm-hmm. that say, oh, I'm not the right type of person to be an author. I, I don't mm-hmm. have the right last name. How am I going to get published? Who's... Who's going to even read and enjoy the books? Right, which I did. <laughs> Thank Been you. Right here. Uh, hold on, I'll give you your five dollars. <laughs> deal's the deal, David. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and and so I had all these mental preconceptions that like I'm not an author, and I was just like, you know what? That's silly. Why not just write it and see what happens? Even mm-hmm. if I only sell a copy to my grandma, at least I sold a copy, and right. and you know it was. Uh, very fulfilling and you know it it gives me that fulfillment and that enjoyment that Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily get at work as much because I've been doing IT for a long time Mm -hmm. so it kind of lightens the load of that and Mm -hmm. makes me every day that ends in Y is a good day love that (laughs) love that love that and I'm thrilled that you decided to pursue this, and I'm super excited to read the newest release. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah. I mean, as far as uh, as far as what you are doing, how do people like get in touch with you? How do people get in touch with Virtus Career Consulting? There, I got it right. I was. You did nailed it. <laughs> nailed I keep it. wanting to say like virtuous or something. And I I'm get like, that a lot. I get so, that a lot. So yeah, I had to I had to stop myself <laughs> and take a. Okay, I got it. Um, but yeah, so how do people get in touch and find out about UMAP, find out about finding the career that actually is the box they're supposed to be in, not the wrong box? That's a great question. Um, so anybody could reach out to me on LinkedIn, Stephanie Hall. Um, of course, they can visit our website if they want to kind of poke around and get some more information, uh, which is vertuscareers.com, V-I-R-T-U-S, careers, C-A-R-E-E-R-S. Um, you can shoot me uh, an email, stephanie at vertuscareers.com, and I'm more than happy to just have a conversation, a 15-minute conversation about where you are, where you've been, and what you're really looking to get out of it because... Um, I'm happy to work with anybody who's really ready to uh, take that step in the right direction and figure out which career would be most fulfilling to them. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you guys for listening, for tuning in. I will have all of this in the show notes, and I hope you guys have a great day. Boop. Hey, everybody. David here. Do you guys like science fiction? If so, I just released a novel. It's called Hurtling Toward a Home, A Story of Hope. It's set many hundreds of years in the future when Earth just couldn't support us anymore. We thought we had more time. We didn't take it seriously. We didn't listen to what was being said. And now we have to suddenly build ships and figure out a place to go, but where? So we decide to just go everywhere. 
that just sends ships off in every direction that any scientist has ever said could potentially support human life. To give us the best chance of survival, we're going to try every planet. So we built ships and loaded supplies and robots on them and shipped them ahead to try and prepare and test the planets uh, to make sure that they were suitable as we were building our fleet to leave for our great exodus from Earth. This particular story follows one ship, the Hope, and one young man, Jonathan, as he's always dreamed of living this life of adventure from what he's seen from old Earth movies and read in novels, and he longs for that type of an adventure. He longs to set foot on a planet, and yet he is not. But after his 16th birthday, he gets sent off on a secret mission and an adventure that he never thought he would ever be able to live. I am so excited to share this journey with you guys, and I thank you guys for checking it out. Again, Hurtling Towards a Home, A Story of Hope by David Calvert.